Drums, please. Welcome, everybody, to the Off Balance 3. I'm Aaron Hodges, joined by Jeff Young and Brian Miller. And it's the dog days of summer. Dogs are good. We like dogs. I'm more of a cat guy. Well, yeah. What are the cat days? Like November, when it's kind of cool and you can lay by the window? Yeah, I guess. So they can, you know, lay fireside by your nice fire and curl up on your lap and just watch Why are they the dog days, though? Do we know why they're the dog days? That's an excellent question. Excellent question. Let me Google this. Dog days origin? That'll get me there, right? See, this is this is the kind of curiosity that keeps me on the edge, you know. It's what keeps me fresh. All I'm right. always questioning things that don't matter in any capacity. <laughs> <laughs> well, blindly voting for whatever political candidate fits where's the clothes I like. Okay, according to uh, nationalgeographic.com, it doesn't have to do with dogs lying around in the heat. The phrase comes from ancient Greek beliefs about a star. The ancient Greeks oh. thought of the constellation Canis the Major as a dog chasing Lepus, the hare. The star Sirius is the dog's nose. The Greeks called it the dog star. Ah. Ah, okay. So. That's why Sirius XM is like all the raw dog. That's why I have the dog in a lot of the stuff, right? Because it's a reference to the... Yeah, it's really embarrassing at, at this point. The channel name, and uh, we've we've toyed with uh, changing it, but evidently there's a uh, brand recognition in it. But uh, there is, in a way. But you know, it's funny because now I think they have to continue to play that bumper that kind of, Dane Cook kind of explains. No girl should know the phrase "rudolk" <laughs> for like ten zillion times because I listen to the channel in my car. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's it's tough because it it did make sense when Sirius was just Sirius because they had uh, the dog as a logo. But once they Fitzdog merged, Radio. That's why Fitzdog is Fitzdog, right? I I, I guess so. I, I don't know. I think that's why. I don't know if it's related, but the, once Sirius merged with XM, they got rid of the dog as the logo. So now Raw Dog doesn't make any sense. It's just a euphemism for unprotected sex. It does convey the uh, it conveys the uncensored nature of the station. There's that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, man, we're going on tangents here <laughs> because it's the dog days of summer. It's tangent time. It's tangent, tangent season. It is tangent time, and we got a tangent from a listener, Eddie Barry. You guys, I like Eddie Barry. Yeah. We talk to him. I talk to him on Twitter sometimes. Eddie Barry's the man. Probably our most engaged listener. Oh yeah, definitely. So we need a- an army of Eddie Berries. That's what we need. That's exactly. You know, a lot <laughs> you know of what you go to the Eddie. Ba- you go to war with the Eddie Berries you've got, not the Eddie Berries you want. And I'm fine with our one Eddie Berry going forward. He's the Eddie Barry <laughs> that I want. And you know how all shows have names for their listeners. Let's just call our listeners Eddie Berries. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a fitting tribute. That works. <laughs> the most short, just the berries. I guess so, yeah. The Off Balance fan club would be the Barrys. The Barrys? But but not like spelled B-E-R-R, like B-A-R-R-Y, you know? Hmm, interesting. Tribute. It's like the uh, the Grammys. It just hit me right now as we're having this yeah. discussion. The two people that gave us feedback on the Pro Stars discussion from last year's or last week's episode, Eddie Barry and Barry Taylor. 
Oh. The berries. The berries. It it's it's all be. coming. That's the Off Balance 3 fan club. The berries. <laughs> the berries. Holy Thanks cow. Thanks, the berries. All right. Let me get to Barry Taylor's text first because it's shorter. Sure. Eddie really Eddie really put some time into it. So Barry's from Canada. He goes, uh, Pro Stars was big in Canada. Sa- Saturday morning primetime cartoon. There was also a Pro Stars serial. Yeah, I remember that. That's true. I do recall that. So I asked him if uh, Gretzky was his favorite. Obvious question to ask a Canadian. Sure. He goes, MJ, wasn't a hockey fan. They had kids ask questions at the end of the show that the Pro Stars would answer on video. Usually only ended up being Wayne. <laughs> Think Bo and MJ had better things to do. <laughs> so that was it from uh, Barry Taylor. Wayne was the Canadians are so polite. That's Wayne Gretzky. He's like, oh, I guess I have to answer these questions, right? You know, you ask them, I have to answer them. Michael Jordan's like, I bet you $1,000 I don't answer this question. <laughs> and then the email from Eddie Barry, the pioneer of all the Barrys. He goes, at the urging of the off-bounds boys. Hey, guys, I just want to warn you, strap in. This is long, but it's good. <laughs> okay, I'm down. At the urging of the off-bounds boys, a.k.a. you guys, I decided to have a look at Pro Stars, the 90s cartoon starring Michael Jordan et al. What I found was mostly the et al., in fact, I found not a single live-action shot of the real MJ, whereas Bo and Gretzky engage in witty repartee. How do you say that Repartee. And dish out life advice and answer questions from the little darlings both before and after the show. So I'm thinking Michael lost a bet or something or was just lending his likeness out for gambling money. On the positive side, I did enjoy watching Bo try to navigate his way through a complete sentence. (laughs) He just didn't seem comfortable with, you know, words. The cartoon (laughs) itself was pretty routine. A villain does something villainous and the heroes do hero thing. Hero-y? Yeah, hero things. The animation is fine, if by fine you mean on par with Hanna-Barbera, but the thing just doesn't hold up. Kids today would roll their eyes and then flip on South Park on demand. Overall, I'd say it was a waste of cellulose then and a waste of bandwidth now. Strictly Ooh, created for I know, this is bad. Uh, strictly created for marketing with little or no attention to entertaining. Bo knows paydays. <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's totally right, though. I mean, that's why I remember it uh, so well in a weird way was I was thinking about it a, a couple of years ago, and I was like, man, that was literally like three different commercials wrapped up in another commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the turducken of commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, didn't you say you gave it a shot, right? Yeah, yeah. it's funny because since I was the one who really hadn't heard of this show before, I, I watched a little bit of the first episode, and I only got about five minutes in because, first of all, that I mean that, that soundtrack is just epic. That opening theme song is like, it's not even quite 90s yet. It's still kind of stuck in the 80s, and it just reminds me of every hair band I saw back in the day. But it was, wasn't it? Michael's Prime is slam was, time. Bo yeah, yeah, knows was, where to go. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I yeah, still remember it's it in my head. So I'm, never I'm gonna watch, leave my head. Yeah, so I'm so I'm kind of I'm kind of watching that, and then I'm uh, and then they've got like the little introduction introductory parts where there's interspersed with like live clips, and they, you know, Bo's talking a little bit, and I'm like, oh yeah, he he was cool, and then they show the clip, they show a clip of him, and I'm kind of like, of him playing football, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know what. I could either continue watching the show or I could go like look for Bo Jackson highlights on YouTube. And, 
And so I ended up doing that, and I just because then I just kind of stared at him for a while and go, "Wow, that guy, that guy was really amazing." <laughs> so yeah, I kind of got distracted. I, I got distracted by the awesomeness of Bo Jackson. You guys you are distracted by sports, sports porn. That's what those Bo <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> oh, oh, they're well. I had to, I had to just watch because I remember watching it when it happened live. The um, that Monday night game against Seattle, when he just gets the ball at like the nine yard, his own nine yard line, and he like. He gets the one block from Marcus Allen, and then he just takes off down the left sideline and runs into the tunnel. And and it's like he's just, you know, these are all world class athletes out there, and he's just pulling away from them. It's just, it's like one of the most. It is. It's sports porn. It's one of the most obscene things I've ever seen. Yeah, that guy's highlight reel is better than anybody's highlight reel. I it's would argue. So sick. Running over the bars. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, Jeff and I were pre-potting. Brian tried to contain your jealousy, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We were Jeff, just even pre-potting with another <laughs> podcast. I that was our thing. <laughs> and I was just talking about that 30 for 30 where Bosworth, I think he talked about that being maybe the most devastating moment of his career when uh, Bo <laughs> ran him over at the goal line. Yeah, he was because Bosworth was such a, a, I mean, he was a good player, but he was such a, you know, so much about swagger and braggadocio that like to, to lose so prominently, it was a crush the image, you know? You guys are a little bit older than me, so you can. I think you were able to appreciate Bo way more than I was. He was just this enigma. It was kind of a blur in my life, but I, I remember him having such an impact. But I couldn't tell you why he was so much better than everybody else. He just you know the thing about Bo is it was a pretty brief phenomenon. So he was like everywhere, and then he was gone. It was like incredible. You know, most people, a lot of people, had the poster. Where he's wearing the shoulder pads and he's got the baseball behind his back and he's got his giant arms over it. Oh yeah, that poster was uh, that was one of like the main posters you could have that didn't have like Cindy Crawford on it. I remember those. Yeah, sure. Sure, Spencer's gifts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know the, oh. th- the three girls in the bikinis bending over and then they'll be like, like the Battle of the Bulge or whatever, some like <laughs> salacious title under. In- <laughs> it was a Carmen Electra guy at Spencer's. That's ah. that's where we were headed. I never had it in my in my room, but uh, my friend sure did. Uh, I always thought it was weird to have a girly poster in your childhood room. Yeah, it's like at what point is it too soon? Yeah, I just sort of was like, you know what's happening with that poster? I mean, I mean, you're not. <laughs> is it like a weird declaration to your own mother? Like, oh yeah, that's right. You do my laundry. You know what's going on. <laughs> I've arrived, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Just in case you didn't notice it by the by the socks that now look like Pringles cans. <laughs> I was I was never big on that method, you know. Heavy no, I mean, neither. I, 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 I gotta I gotta wear these socks. Yeah. I gotta I gotta live with the consequences of this. Exactly. I don't have money to buy new socks. But uh, talk the, about a dog day's tangent. Yeesh. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, let me finish uh, Eddie's there's email. More email. There's more oh, to the man. email. Yeah, oh, oh, this is the right. Godfather Part Two of emails. But it's good. I mean, there's some thought. Prov- I mean, no, the Godfather Part Two is good. There's some thought-provoking stuff here. So, um, this is what he ponders. He goes, but while watching, I kept thinking about what this cartoon might look like today. Who would be in it? Who would be the football hero? Peyton? Hardly. Tom Brady? There certainly wouldn't be any shortage of villains out to destroy him, like the evil Roger Goodell or the 296 million Americans who live outside the Boston area. But he's too wimpy, really. Gronk would work. Yeah, Gronk takes his shirt off, leaving the villain in paralyzing awe. (laughs) His real powers, though, are twerking and the unending admiration of random women. (laughs) 
So throwing uh, Gronk in the ring is a hero, perhaps. And then, well, I would I would just say this to uh, to to uh, the the inception of the berries. Uh, it just so happens there might be an article in Crooked Scoreboard in the next couple of days about this very topic of what pro stars might look like today. No kidding. No kidding. Literally pitched it today. Parallel thinking here. Or yeah. joke stealing? What could it be? <laughs> <laughs> I dedicate the article to the berries. You should. I mean, that's fine. But but no, the, yeah, I, I, this, is, this happens to be an in-the-works article. Awesome. So definitely looking forward to that. I want to keep the pro stars love going. So couple more. I'm bringing it back. That's what's going to happen. That's my mission this year. My mission for the summer is I'm bringing pro stars back. <laughs> I appreciate the attempt to give it a new life. I mean, why not? It's time. It's time for a revival. It's time for a new Space be, Jam. And it's like, I just don't want to be the only person who remembers it, so I want to force other people <laughs> to also remember it. Well, you, you have my commitment as well. I stand behind <laughs> you. Uh, Jeff? <laughs> hey, man. Follow your bliss, you know? <laughs> All right, a couple more lines, and we'll be done with this email. Basketball, LeBron, hands down, end of story. Who else? Curry, ha, ha, ha. Get back, bad guy, or I'll throw this spit-dripping mouth guard at you. Then I'll clobber you with niceness. Baseball is a tough one. I'd have to go with Bryce Harper, whose superpowers would be the bat flip and his big mouth. He's sick of baseball's tired, unwritten rules, and he has a score to settle. With whom is anybody's guess? Hockey? I'm out. Keep up the great work, guys. Love it. Never miss it. That's Eddie, and it's at Eddie underscore Barry on Twitter. Say what's up to him. Eddie Barry, the king of the berries. King of the berries. He's the, the original. Well, let's jump into the dog days, Brian, because you got something on your mind. It's weighing heavy, and it's not just the Pro Stars revival. It's the you know, This might explain my uh, my plan to the pro, do the Pro Stars revival, which is I was thinking we're we're in what is basically the worst time for sports. The it's, it's baseball's still going on, so you got that going, especially if you're a baseball guy. But you know, it's it, baseball is just now starting to heat up a little bit. There's no hockey. There's no basketball. They're far away. Football is still pretty far away. It's the dark period of the NFL, uh, which I think is a fun name. It's the dark period. Have you heard anybody refer to it as that? No, never. Well, there's six weeks where you're not supposed to be in the facilities. And and so that, that is the six-week period before training camp begins. And uh, apparently they call it the dark period, which I thought was the 2014 season. but. <laughs> So does that mean no contact with teams and players as well? Basically, yeah. It's like the coaches like go on vacation. Like the facilities are closed. Uh, one of the one of the some some stadium is actually renting out one of its rooms for weddings for the month just because they have this banquet room that's available. Uh, that's pretty cool for so super fans. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a lot of downtime. So it's like it's the ultimate downtime of sports. The Olympics are starting up soon, but I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I I, I cannot be forced to care about the olympics i, I know what to root for but that's about as far as i can go <laughs> uh i just i can't get into the summer olympics especially no hockey so there's no sports especially as a football guy we've been footballers for a while so i was wondering how do you guys cope with the lack of sports when the sports are, are away be it your favorite one or all of them and what is your do you have a sports methadone that you use to get you through i think it's a great question mm. when i was younger i would just be playing sports yeah. Now it's not as easy. So I would either be doing that or going to the beach. I would be surfing. And uh, oh, that's a cool answer. Yeah, uh, I was definitely a, a beach bum. 
and I try to do summary activities now. What I'm going to do this year is uh, travel a lot. Uh, <laughs> right, the Italian trip coming up soon. Tomorrow, as we record this. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'll go on a little tangent about that later. But uh, to get through sports, man, I, this is my dark period, I guess, because I'll check back in. I'm starting to pay attention a little bit to the fantasy football rankings and the, sh- the different shows that I listen to and, 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 and watch. So I think it's fantasy football that gets me through the dark days now. That's a good answer. Yeah. Huh. What about you, Jeff? Well, um, as, as you've pointed out on more than one occasion, baseball goes on forever, so there's not a whole <laughs> lot of downtime for me. There's um, not. My, uh, honestly, by the time I'm done watching baseball, it's like into November, either watching or, or doing research. I'm, I'm well into November, and then it picks back up again toward the end of February, so that's like you know about maybe three months off. Wow, that is a really short window. It's it's a pretty short, yeah, because I'm, I mean, I, I start following pretty much once spring training starts, and then even after the regular season, um, you know, there's like, uh, there's a developmental league out in Arizona that I'll go to every year to watch the guys that aren't, they're not stars yet, but they will be in a few years, like guys like Bryce Harper and Mike Trout have played, played in there, and Mike Piazza back in the day, and like tons of guys. Um, so I'll go out there and watch some games. So yeah, it's not. I don't have a whole lot of downtime, and um, usually, honestly, what I'm doing with the, with that is I've got hundreds of baseball books, and I'm, which should probably come as no surprise. So I'm usually reading some baseball books, or I'll watch movies, watch baseball movies. Sure. What's um, what's your top couple? My not some of the best, but the ones you watch the most. The ones <laughs> I keep going back to are um, uh, uh, Bull Durham. Oh yeah, I think they got the baseball part of it about as well as any movie has ever done. I, I like Field of Dreams. I think, you know, for as much as, I don't know, Kevin Costner kind of gets, well, whatever. Whatever you want to say about Kevin Costner, he does baseball movies really well. So really I handsome. Think he's a great actor, actually. He, yeah, and so, so I enjoy both of those. And then there was another one that came out this spring that I absolutely adored. In fact, I ended up writing an article about it at Crooked Scoreboard. It's uh, by Richard Linklater, and it's called Everybody Wants Some. Delightful and movie. It's it, just a wonderful movie. Um, so when that comes out on DVD, I'll be I'll be getting that, and um, that'll definitely be in heavy rotation during the off season. You know what I really liked, by the way. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers for everybody wants some, but there's a character in the movie who uh, has a lot of Twilight Zone tapes. And, yes. <laughs> uh, I knew there was something up with this character. There's a twist coming, and the reason that I knew there was a twist coming with him is that his name comes from an episode of the Twilight Zone. And oh, I picked cool. up on that. His name is Willoughby. And there's a really famous episode of the Twilight yes. Zone called Next Stop Willoughby or Last Stop at Willoughby. Oh, wow. I never picked up on that. Yep. And when I saw the That's tapes cool. and that was his name, I said, oh, something's, something's up here. And so when the twist came, I was uh, I was, I was ready. It, it's a pretty minor That's twist cool. in that it, it's not a plot-driven movie by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no, no, not hardly. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the, one of the other fun things about that movie was because um, a lot of the guys, when you watch the actual baseball being played, or in their case, they're just practicing. But, practicing. Um, yeah. But a lot of those guys are actual athletes. Um, you know, one of the guys played co- uh, Division One college baseball. Another one actually was in the minors for a couple of years. And the guy, the guy who played Willoughby. You know, that's uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Yes, Wyatt Russell. Really, really good actor who was very funny in um, uh, 22 Jump Street. 
Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Which one, character? Yeah, which he, character is he in that movie? He's the football player that Channing Tatum gets like the man crush on, oh, the kind of dopey yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. throwing the passes. I yeah, like yeah. he's very funny in that. He's he's a terrific actor, and he's also an athlete. He's a hockey player. So, oh, he looks like know, it kind of. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to see these guys that you know weren't making all these awkward motions on the baseball field, and you're kind of going, "Huh, that doesn't really look like baseball." So that was kind of nice. <laughs> Interesting that you say movies. That's a, that's a good one. And that's kind of um, sports movies can be a good, you know, methadone. Uh, that's why I think of it as like sports methadone, you know, or uh, totally. watching old Hard Knocks on HBO. Oh, yeah, that's great. I, I'm mm-hmm. just a recent watcher of that. Did you see I, the uh, the Arizona Cardinals thing that's coming out on Amazon? It looks very cool. In fact, I just got uh, an Amazon gift card and I was like, ooh, I could use that to get Amazon Prime, <laughs> which I would just have, and then I could watch that show. <laughs> Totally. And one thing I, I missed that I that I have to add is I think that the NBA offseason and free agency is really, really fun, especially recently. <laughs> to see the, the moves that are being made and to follow all the blogs and the rumors and that keeps me interested as well. That's yeah, because football does mm-hmm. they just don't do as much trading, so it doesn't usually have quite as much of a of, although there's always a couple things that'll pop up and keep you interested. Yeah, I mean there's been Already a few borderline blockbuster trades with the, I mean, Serge Ibaka got traded from the uh, OKC and Derrick Rose to the Knicks. I mean, those are two. Yeah, that's huge. Pretty big names before free agency even starts. So to get traded. So, you know, a lot, a lot of action that that stuff keeps me really interested because I love to see how the NBA teams are getting put together these days because there's so many different. I, I appreciate the philosophies and the way that a team is, is constructed these days. Yeah, no, it's, it is interesting. And, and, and I, was, I was thinking about um, off-time sports. I, I realized I have like a weird little cycle because like right after football got over with, for like a week I thought I was okay. And then I just had to watch football. So I was going to YouTube and just watching old Vikings games on YouTube like <laughs> every night. Uh, and so I was doing that for like a week. And then finally I was like, no, you got to come down a little bit. And then I was like a little relieved to have my Sundays back because – like with Jeff, I know baseball probably eats up about what eighty-seven percent of your waking life if you're trying to follow one team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty conservative, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a full-time gig. So football for me is like, I mean, I'm writing jokes throughout the week, and I watch uh, I watch the Thursday night game, and I, I keep an eye on the Monday night game. But I all day Sunday I watch football all day, beginning to end, and I write jokes, and then I get up and I do a radio segment early the next morning about it, and so it's kind of nice to have my Sundays back and I have, it's like, I really gain a day a week. And so for a while I'm kind of blissed out on that free day. Me and the wife can go, you know, go do something together other than watch football. Yeah. <laughs> I can write some more, but, uh, but I'm, I'm coming around. It's starting, I'm feeling real itchy. And, and the other night I found myself saying to somebody at a bar, uh, I would pay $200 in pay-per-view right now to watch the Buccaneers and the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Titans, man. Bucks, whatever. Pick your matchup. If it was an N- two NFL teams playing a regular season game, I could watch right now, $200. Do you ever feel like you're winning at life, Brian, in the sense that you found a way to combine sports and comedy as you're living? Yeah, I. Um, so the, well, the, my, one of my other gigs is I write uh, movie reviews, and so I love movies, and so I've seen every movie ever made, basically. And uh, so yeah, so I've been paid to write, watch movies for almost sixteen years now. That's what's better than that. It's great. Yeah, 
So I tell jokes and I watch football and I watch movies. I used to work in a comic book store for a while. That was another fun. Uh, the boss literally said, like, you need to read this stuff so you can talk to these geeks about the stuff. And I was like, <laughs> all right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like it, it's got to like assuage any guilt that you may have for dedicating your whole day to football. You're like, no, I have to watch this because this is what I do. Absolutely. Oh, it, it justifies me spending a lot of time at the movies as well. I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a living. You know, it's a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I would not I would not be able to watch quite as much football and movies in good conscience if I wasn't doing it during my work hours, basically. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not a bad deal. Although uh, I'm 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 quoting Adam Carolla here. Uh, one he said, uh, "If you you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, or you'll never stop working." I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right, because in a way, you never really get to have fun because you're always working when you're having fun. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. But mostly, I still enjoy it when I'm watching a good football game or I'm in I'm in a movie that I I would have seen either way. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. That's great. You know? Yeah. But Jeff, were you ever a beat writer at any point for any of the teams? No, no, no okay, not. Uh, we got to fix that. No, 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 no. It's not something that's, you would want to be, right? That's no. It seems no, like that's, that's all encompassing. Those guys work too hard. <laughs> I, I, that. I, have nothing, I, I know a lot of them, and I have nothing but respect when, I, especially if you see the work they do behind the scenes and the preparation. And I mean, it's just yeah, no, no. I like having a life. I did an interview for a magazine uh, that's co- for an article coming out in a couple of months with uh, Michelle Tafoya. And why do I know I that was name? Just, oh, yeah, and Michelle Tafoya. She's the sideline reporter for uh, Sunday Night Football. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, she's great. She, she does a ton of other stuff. She's an Olympic host, and, uh, and among other things. But um, the amount of preparation that she does, and that she, her and Collinsworth especially do for those games. Al, I think Al Michaels comes in a little later because he's Al Michaels. But she was telling me that she and Collinsworth fly into the city wherever the game's going on Thursday to start their prep. So they're doing prep Thursday to game time Sunday night. Wow. And she only has, I don't know, 10 minutes of camera time? Yeah, but her camera time is intense. It is, yeah. It's kind of my, the article that I'm going to write. I don't know. So I hope the magazine's not mad that I'm giving it. I'll just give away the premise, which is basically that sideline reporter – I think has really grown. Like it used to be this throwaway position. And now I think sideline reporting in the era of fantasy football and fast information sure. and instant media has become this really essential position yeah. in broadcasting yeah. and, and has really gotten elevated by people like Michelle Tafoya and Aaron Andrews who are, yeah. they're not just pretty faces or, you know, some dopey ex athlete who can grin, you know, it's like they're, they've got to know a lot of information and they've got to access it quickly. They don't have a lot of time to sit around and read prompters. That's the thing that always blows me away with those with with people who are really good at that, like like Michelle Tafoya and, and Aaron Andrews and, and others. Where it's just like, you you watch what they're doing and you think, oh, that's not that hard. And then you think about it and you realize, wait a minute, they had to have that stuff all like at the ready without even knowing the thing that was going to happen until like two seconds before it happened, and they cut to them, and it's like, okay, you're on. Yeah, it's like improv of journalism yeah, in some weird true. way. Yeah, uh, and and it's and it's. Uh, I, I, she's a really, really delightful lady, Michelle Tafoya, and I, we were doing the interview, and it hadn't occurred to me until we were in the middle of it that, like, oh, I just get to talk to somebody about football who knows a ton about football. So we kept getting distracted because <laughs> I was just like, well, what do you think about the 49ers and Chip Kelly? And I just kept asking her all these <laughs> irrelevant questions to the article because I was like, we just have a beer and talk about football because you're the most interesting person I've ever talked to about it. This next question is only for me. <laughs> yeah, she knows her stuff, you know? It's like, man, you're smart at this. 
Yeah, so she's a cool lady. But uh, yeah, nice. so that's uh, dog days of summer. You got to do something. Oh, mine, by the way, uh, the other thing is 30 for 30s. I like to watch those in like sports documentaries. Oh, yeah. Maybe even more than the fictional sports movies. I, yeah, I'm with you on that. That one gets me through. Like, I'll rewatch the Bo Jackson one or, you know, rewatch some of the highlights, the best ones. And, you know, th- that helps. <laughs> that Amazon show will help if I can get my hands on that or get my eyeballs on that. Yeah. I definitely plan on, on watching that. I forget what it's called, but it's basically like all in or something. Like I think that? you're right. Yeah, it's like it's the Amazon title, but it looks it looks pretty cool. And they picked a good team to do. The Cardinals team was very interesting. Oh, totally. Year. Yeah. So it, I think it chronicles last season, right? Yeah, is the whole 2015-16 season. Got it. <clears throat> yeah, there was no shortage of drama from the from Arizona with Carlson. Yeah, Bruce Carson Bruce Arians is cool and the Honey Badger is just fantastic. I think that Tyron Matthews is going to be one of the most fun players to watch in the next few years. I wonder how the running backs interact too because they were bouncing in in and out and they had the rookie too, so it was like Yeah, Johnson kind of comes out of comes out of nowhere and yeah. plays really well. Uh he's got to be one of the dumber people in the world. <laughs> Chris Johnson. <so. laughs> I would watch it just to see him like Bo no, Jackson not, not struggle with David words. Johnson. What's that? David Johnson was the breakout, right? Right. David, David Johnson, Johnson the breakout. David Johnson was a rookie, and I don't, I don't know if he's smart or dumb, but uh, I'm pretty sure I can make a solid assessment on Chris Johnson. Oh, CJ2K <laughs> or yes, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Or as I like to think of him, CJ775. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's a little more accurate assessment of his yardage on an average. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how he's still doing it, but he was doing really well last season. Yeah. In fact, that's why David Johnson didn't break out till the end of the year. Because Chris yeah. was like, well, he's doing so well. What can we do? May the Cardinals have everybody's dream. Two Johnsons that work. hey <laughs> I got to throw in a, a, a comedian joke every now and then so people remember what my gig is. Again, just for you. <laughs> that's dog. a quick snappy joke. That feels like a joke that I would write for Kostaki that he would be like, nah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I, I think he'd, that one might pass. Sometimes we. we I like think those I might parts. have actually done that. Yeah. To be honest, it feels like feels like when we did. Read quick snaps, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big things, big things over there. At quick snaps. Uh, so what else, man? You want to jump into a little all ball? Yeah. Cool. All right, here we go. All ball or flagrant foul. And, and these uh, are dog days themed, we realize. They kind, kind of. of are, yeah. So and Jeff has the only like real straightforward sports <laughs> sports thing to talk about. You want to start with, with yours, Jeff, actually? Just to give yeah, us, sure, give us well. a little shot of real sports? Yeah, yeah. Legally, yeah, we're probably true. supposed to talk about sports at some point during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it'd be helpful, right? Um, yeah, so my item is, uh, uh, this was, uh, I guess this was last night or no, was, was it the night before? Yeah, no, it was last night. So that's uh, Wednesday for those of you scoring at home. The uh, Cubs used three different pitchers in the outfield in a 15-inning game that they won 7-2. to um, they, uh, they basically ran out of position players, and so they had to, uh, they had to stick in uh, one of their left-handed relievers uh, out in the left field in, in the 13th inning, and then uh, they brought in another guy, another pitcher, and they kind of alternated them back and forth between left field and pitching in the 14th inning. And then in the 15th inning, they had to use another relief pitcher to play left field. And, and they and they won the game seven two, so pretty unconventional. But uh, you do what you got to do. My question is, this this weirdness, this wackiness, this strangeness that happened, is that all ball or flagrant foul? It's all ball. All right. Yeah, we gotta make baseball fun again. 
I think <laughs> you're the Donald Trump of baseball. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that's Bryce Harper's thing, isn't it? So I can't can't take credit for that. It's not it, it's not parallel thinking. I'm not uh, the Barry of this situation, but um, I think it's great. I think pitchers they should be able to to play a different position besides just pitching. It would encourage more athletes to pursue this, and I think we should see more of them playing the outfield. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I know once a player gets uh, substituted in, in baseball, they can't go back in the game. Correct. Now, if a pitcher, and you, might, you may have answered this already, if a pitcher is pitching and then he goes to play left field, can he get back on the mound a couple innings later? Yeah, it's totally legit. Actually, that's what happened to the, one of the that's pitchers. That's what I thought. He did, he did. Yeah, as yeah. Long as he's still in the game. He's he still hasn't in the game. Substituted. He's just playing a different position. That's different than being substituted. Okay. Yeah, exactly. He's treated. He's treated like any other position player. Like a lot of times, you'll have a guy move from second base to third base or whatever. So it's treated the same play way. First base. That's a thing. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I just so think- theoretically, your team could change positions every inning. I mean, it wouldn't be smart, but they could do that if they wanted. You could rotate positions all day. Yeah, you could. There have been a few guys that kind of for publicity actually played all nine positions in the same game. Yeah, like Will Farrell. <laughs> the only one I remember. Well, yeah, so Farrell did it actually to commemorate like the 50th anniversary or, or some anniversary of when Burt Campanaris did that for the A's back in the 60s. That was kind of a tribute to Campanaris who, who had done that many years ago. I didn't even realize that. I thought it was just a publicity stunt for his movie, so, but that's that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. And this, by the way, officially my verdict would definitely be all ball. I think that's pretty fun. Uh, I like the idea of guys trading positions a lot. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, mix it up. It's fun. I also heard of the theory. Is I think it might be Dave Damashek. Some football guy has posited the idea that football would be more fun if back in much like back in the day, the kicker had to play at least like four downs or something like that in another position. <laughs> uh, because he used to be the kicker was just the guy on your team who could kick the ball the best. It yeah. wasn't a special player, so you couldn't nail these like 60-yard field goals like Blair Wallace right, can do. Right. And I can't nail a 15-yard <laughs> field goal, but man, he'll crush a 60-yard field goal. Sorry, Blair. Uh, <laughs> still the man. He's still great. But uh, but I, I do think that I mean, it would really change football if you had to have a player, you know, you had to have a couple of players who had this sort of secondary skill and yeah. so it would make the punts a little less deep, make the field goal a little less accessible. It, it would, it would, it would be a shift. I don't see him doing it, but agreed. Uh, my favorite clip that circulated Facebook, I see it on Facebook a lot uh, with the last year's NFL season was, uh, I forget who it was, but it was a punter and he, he punts the ball away and everybody's sort of uh, running downfield, especially you know, the people that were on the line of scrimmage. And the punter blindsides one of the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking you, about. You do, right? I, I, I wish I could direct people to it, but uh, I have no idea who it was. Who, I forget who the punter is. Is it like the Bengals punter or somebody? Maybe, but if you Google like punter flinches and Michael Bennett, oh, you'll, yeah. you'll find it. Um, but yeah, he, he blindsides some guy and then... Uh, I think the next time he goes to punt it, Michael Bennett makes him flinch. Like he, yeah, goes, he like just twitches toward him, and he just like drops into a fetal <laughs> position. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and if he had to play a couple downs and actually take his licks, he would never blindside the guy. No, he definitely was doing like the thing when like uh, 
Wayne Gretzky didn't do it because he was a clean player, but those scorers in hockey sometimes will throw a little elbow or get a little get a little nasty because they know that you know you can't really go hit Steve Eiserman. You know the goon's going to come by and beat the crap out of you if you or, try that. Or Sidney Crosby, right? So everyone needs Crosby. a tie dome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but that's <laughs> but no, kind of the I say. Uh, I think uh, it's all ball all around. Agreed. All puck, all ball, whatever you're doing. That's kind of my my yeah. argument for the pitchers as well. I feel like it should be less specialized, and we should just have more all around players to be able to play any position. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I go all ball. Crazy weird things can happen. It didn't happen in this particular game, but uh, anytime you introduce the potential for massive amounts of chaos, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, totally, totally. especially for, in the yeah. dog days. Speaking so, of the dog days, you got a couple of dog days items here. Yeah, man, everybody's favorite Cavalier—not LeBron James, but J.R. Smith. He's got a T-shirt <laughs> being made in his honor now. A T-shirt company is selling a T-shirt that basically looks like J.R. Smith's uh, body, his upper torso. So they torso. replicate the tattoos. Replicate all the tattoos, and it looks so good. It looks just like the real thing, and they're selling like hotcakes, apparently. So. This T-shirt, are you buying it? All ball or flagrant foul? I'm gonna go all ball. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. I, I like it. Here's the here's the other thing. It's all ball for now. It's gonna be a flagrant foul in like four months when the joke is not funny at all. Yeah, you know it's it's gonna be kind of like the. Uh, the uh, the the apron that looks like a you know the, the the barbecue apron that looks like a slim bikini model or, or you know whatever the tuxedo t shirt you know it's got a hey that's funny and then the second time eh, okay we're done now exactly no, yeah there's the guy it's funny, it's funny one. now here's a question sticky wicket do the tattoo artists who created some of those tattoos get any kind of royalty based on that that's a reproduction of their art oh man he's probably got that so uh. spread out. Is he could probably doesn't even remember who did what tattoo. It'd be interesting if one of the if one of the tattoo artists sued for copyright. Not suing, uh, of course, Jr. But rather suing the T-shirt company for replicating that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that would be interesting. Perhaps we're birthing an idea. To I'm giving the intellectual property lawyers even more to chew on. I don't know. If that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I start creating some tattoos and getting some mailbox money out of the deal, in which case, bring it home. Oh, totally. Yeah. What do you say, Jeff? All ball? Yeah, I go all ball. Um, I think uh, I think it's it's a pretty clever idea. It's pretty cool. Um, my I think my only like I don't know what you're doing, man. You know, but it is really you got good. a little. You sound like Stephen Hawking's computer's got something jammed in it. Totally. Little, I, I'm sitting here. Drop off and pop back on, and uh, for your sound quality. Uh, I, I'm sitting here in my uh, head, know, like I got eight hours of editing to do. <laughs> Shit. All right. It just I'll nothing. come back. Hang on. All right. All right, I'll come back. We'll talk about you while we're gone. <laughs> we're uh, intermittently potting? Yep. Yep, yep. All, All right. right, let's keep an eye on... Uh... You got to get out of here. This is a, this is a, no, I'm fine. This is a rare opportunity. Do we, have any, do we want to talk smack about Jeff to see if he listens this deep into the podcast? Nice. I wish I had some smack to talk about him, but he's just too—he's too, he's too go- gosh darn nice. I know he's such a nice guy. He doesn't give us anything. Oh, he's back. Don't say anything anymore. Okay, be quiet. <laughs> be quiet. He might be. Might be All here. Right. Hello. How are we? Talk to us. Yeah, I'm talking. Oh. Hey, there you go. Talk for like ten seconds. Hello. Hello. Ten. Yeah. Keep going. Nine seconds. Eight seconds. Seven seconds. Four seconds, three seconds, 
One second. Two seconds. Yeah, I think you're doing it right. Yeah, it sounds a little bit better. Really? I guess. So let's try it again <laughs> on the on the t-shirt thing. I'm going flagrant foul on this, uh, similar to Brian's way of thinking here. The joke won't hold up. And I'm picturing the one guy in my office that would absolutely do it, and this guy hasn't met a catchphrase or a pop culture phrase that he doesn't like. That's the Ooh, guy. Was he, was he a, that's a that's what she said guy? He's a that's what she said guy. He's a what day is it? What day is it? Mike, 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 Mike. He's totally a what's up So that's the guy that's going to be wearing it. And not only that, but I, I am having a difficult time wrapping my head around the idea of white guys going black body. That was the other issue I was going to bring up is, is that kosher? Because that's sort of interesting. I know. I mean, it'd be kind of hilariously incongruous on like, if you're like DJ Qualls level skinny. I know. Like you, you can't get, can't get mad at it in the same way that you would get mad at uh, blackface, but uh, it is, it is a little weird, but. Uh, well, look, there's not a, there's not like a, a dark, as it were, cultural history, uh, you know, of, of black uh, body, of black chests. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't. There's, there's no weird historical implication, so it's a little better. But I do think it would be hilariously incongruous on a super skinny white guy. Yeah, yeah, it'd be. It's definitely a little weird. So, but I mean, I like it. It's a good idea. Why not capitalize on this moment? Get your money and get out. But uh, if, if I see you wearing a- that, <laughs> if I see you wearing that in 2020, I'm kicking you in the dick. <laughs> Fair I'm warning. Oh, maybe they can make <laughs> pants that look like JR's lower half. <laughs> now that's a winning idea. That would be something else, yeah. All right, we only got a few more minutes left, so let's jump into this next one. Pepsi is bringing back Crystal Pepsi. All ball or flagrant foul. Let's go with Jeff. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Jeff, um, Jeff, you know, I, yo, Bry, yeah, yeah, techno tragedy there. You sound uh, robotic, roboticized. What do you, uh, what do you say, Brian and I just bring it on home? Because this is, re- it's really bad. Yeah, sure. It's almost impossible. Okay. Is that cool, you, Ooh, Brian? You can email us. Your, yeah, it's fine. I think mean, you should email us your flagrant file or all ball, and I'll read it in your stead. <laughs> if you want to type up a quick couple of lines about Crystal Pepsi, I'll, I'll read it in a minute. We could do that. All right. I want to. We gotta get your. We gotta get your answer. It'll be incomplete. Right. The circle will be incomplete. Okay, I'm working on it. All right. All right. What do you say, Brian? Uh, flagrant foul. Uh, as a guy who's about to write a parody of '90s nostalgia revival, uh, and and a guy who, by the way, loved the '90s. I mean, that's definitely my. That's definitely gonna be my decade to look back on. You know, with increasingly uh, rose-colored glasses, because uh, the 2000s sucked. And, uh, you know, Vert, Vert, jury's still out on this decade, but uh, I'm too old to really enjoy it. Uh, but I did have a great time in the 90s, and uh, I love all that stuff. But Crystal Pepsi was a stupid idea then. It's a stupid idea now. Uh, Saturday Night Live had that great Crystal Gravy parody. I don't remember that. No. Uh, yeah, if you could look it up, I don't know, on whatever you can find old clips of SNL. But, yeah, they, they did a Crystal Gravy, and it's, of course, this really thick, viscous gravy that's, you know, you see through, and it's, it's hideous. That kind of sums up why Crystal Pepsi was a stupid idea in the first place. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah bring back Zima if you're going to bring back something. Oh, I would buy Zima if they came back with it. Zima was like the kind of girly drink that wasn't too girly. Yeah, but uh, you did get a lot of shit for it. 
But oh, you should. It was it was the wine cooler for the guy wearing a sport jacket and jeans with his cuffs rolled up. I, I definitely remember bringing a six pack or two to a high school party. I'll just yeah. First uh, beverage, I, first drink I ever had was a Zima. Is that right? Yeah, I, I went. Yeah. I went wine cooler, and uh, I, s- I still haven't strayed. <laughs> I sneak. <laughs> I sneaked one at a golf tournament. Uh, as a young lad, when I was watching my dad and his friends participate in a golf tournament, you'd need a, a little drink to get through it. Well, it was fun, you know, hanging out at the club, you know, with the, the fellas. But I, uh, you know, I was sneaking hits off of one, and I realized in retrospect, you know, that stuff's weak because like eleven-year-old me couldn't even catch a buzz off of it. And <laughs> exactly. not a good sign for your alcoholic beverage when, uh, like, I, I'm like, I'm doing this illicit thing. And it's like I might as well just be drinking Sprite for all it's working. Oh, totally, yeah, and that—that's what Zima was like. Um, I'm—I'm I'm going flagrant foul on the Crystal Pepsi as well. I was kind of with it. I mean, you know exactly why they're doing it. And even in this article that I sent you guys, it says uh, Pepsi is all. This is a quote from Pepsi's marketing director. Pepsi is all about pop culture, and few things are as hot right now in pop culture as the 1990s. Uh, fair enough. But then they go on and say, to coincide with its clear drink release, Pepsi is debuting a Oregon Trail-style video game called The Crystal Pepsi Trail. Uh, and that's where they lost me. Yeah, I'm just a little exhausted with the whole, uh, I don't know, just the whole craven mining the culture for nostalgia. You know, it's it's just... It starts to become like uh, sort of like um, nostalgia necrophilia, you know. It's like banging the corpse of your of your youthful fondness or something. It's it's depressing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess Crystal Pepsi is like the Jimmy Fallon of cola. Don't. Well, speaking as a guy who would like to be on Jimmy Fallon's show at some point, I have no idea what you're talking. about. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> and I never will be. <laughs> Did, oh, uh, so so uh, due to some te- te- technical difficulties, Jeff had to uh, dip out for a second. But in his head, he has emailed us his response because I wanted to make sure and get it. So, uh, are you ready for me to be Jeff? <laughs> yeah, do your best, right, Jeff impression. All right, I gotta talk. I gotta talk a little slower. I talk too fast. Yeah. All right. This is this is more of a spiritual impression than a vocal impression. Oh, okay. I'm no I'm no Rich Little. <laughs> All right. Um. I'm going to have to go flagrant foul uh, on that one. Uh, it was bad, but, I mean, what's the point? The article quotes the spokesperson as saying, Pepsi is all about pop culture, and a few things are as hot right now as pop culture in the 1990s. I mean, I think if you're going to reboot something from the 90s, uh, go with Brian's idea and bring back the pro stars. It's pretty damn good, man. I'm sorry. I like right? that. I, I yeah. Jeff Justice. I didn't, I didn't want to caricature. I wanted to capture the essence. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like I said, he's a chill dude. I feel like I could, use, I could, I could borrow some of Jeff's chill. It would, it would do me well. Absolutely. We could all but I think he's use right. a little chill. Back to Pro Stars, which is, uh, hey, maybe I'll get that article written, and then we can talk about that one. When yep. you get back from, from Italy. Yeah, from Italy. I don't know what I have to say. I don't, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Actually, it's you the, can do that. It's the best way to do it. Uh, but yeah, we, on that note, we should, we got to get out of here. But yeah, I'm going to Italy. And here's the thing. Uh, I'll bring it back to sports here. Euro, Euro Cup's going on. Italy just beat Spain. And now they're playing Germany while I am in Italy. So Ooh. if anyone's listening in Italy, and I know you are, just give me the citizenship now because I'm all in. I'm watching my countrymen play while I'm in Italy, I'm supporting. I'm wearing the blue shirt. I'm all in. I'm so excited to watch this game while I'm in Italy. 
more excited maybe than going to visit the Coliseum. Is that weird? No, it's a cultural event. It's a big thing. It's cool. It's cool to go to other people's sports. Although I thought the Euro Cup was like a cup that's just smaller than the American Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a that's a that's a patriotic dong joke right there. Yeah, and it is now, especially with uh, Britain no longer being a part of it. So. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, their cup runneth under. <laughs> they got a little smaller. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, so presumably also uh, we got a little break coming up with you in, in Italy, right? Yeah, I think we're probably going to be taking a couple weeks off. And yeah. we'll be back hopefully with more sports, actual sports stuff to talk about. And uh, but before we go, P.K. Yes. Subban traded to the Nashville Predators. Did you know this? I did not. I'm breaking this news to you? Uh, you are. He was traded today to the Nashville Predators. From you, the Wild? From the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, from the Canadiens. Yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't know. Yes, I don't. Uh, yeah, well, good. To, I'll tell you what, Montreal to Nashville seems like a lateral move. <laughs> they both seem like pretty nice cities. I like Nashville a lot. All right. And in terms of how much people are going to care about the hockey, it's definitely not a lateral move. Yeah. Well, um, well here's the thing PK Subban, beloved character in Montreal. He's hosting a all-star gala at the Just for Laughs Festival. Oh, that's cool. And he just got traded from Montreal. Ooh. So that could be a little awkward. Maybe a spot just opened up for old B-Mills. <laughs> uh, Jeff Singer, if you're listening, I'm, I know I'm probably not on your short list, but hey, I could be. Yeah, why not? I've, I've resorted to making direct appeals to Jeff Singer on sports podcasts to get into Montreal. That's okay. We're all just doing this to impress somebody. So <laughs> it doesn't matter who that somebody is. If you can just send out uh, subliminals, maybe it'll just be out there in the universe and somebody will pick up on it. Yeah, it's like the secret. I'll just say it a bunch and it'll happen. That's it, man. You express it and then it becomes. We got to go. Uh, sorry to Jeff for having a terrible internet connection. Follow yes, him. I'll, I'll speak for Jeff and I say, uh, looking forward to being back. I, f- I feel like I'm pretty confident Jeff's looking forward to getting back after the break. <laughs> I think you're right, man. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I certainly am. Uh, yeah, it'll be a weird two weeks off. I got no used to it. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good. But to- when we get back, two weeks of non sports time should, should fill up a new segment. Yeah, I'm pretty confident in that for sure. But uh, I, w- I will miss you guys. Hopefully, the listeners won't miss us too much and uh there's oh, wait, a- take some notes about the soccer game i want to hear all about the soccer game in italy yeah i was thinking about maybe writing a piece about it for a crooked scoreboard oh, i gotta, I gotta float should. that to the guys um yeah. so that should be fun and uh that's it leave us a rating and review there's all kinds of back catalogs of the show go back enjoy it they're all pretty timeless become uh, one of the berries become one of the berries that's our appeal to you enjoy your summer and the dog days of sports see you next time